Hello everybody. As you're hearing the podcast today, these are fast-moving times, and in the hours since we recorded this podcast, there have been further political changes, not least the loss of another Prime Minister. Who knows what will have happened by the time you listen to this podcast, but we're confident that all of the content, particularly around the new Project Horizon member profile, remains just as relevant. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is for you to decide. Hello and welcome to the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists news podcast for October 2022. I'm Vicky Harris and today I'll be chatting with Derek Munn, RCSLT's Director of Policy and Public Affairs, to discuss how politics and public affairs impact on speech and language therapy. It's also a great pleasure to be joined by Cara Madonna, the RCSLT's Director of Engagement and Communications, who will be talking about the launch of the New Horizon Member Profile Project and other key events that are happening soon. Good morning and hello. Good morning, Vicky. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Derek, if we might start with you. Regular listeners may remember that in last month's podcast, there were quite a few issues of concern for the profession. And you acknowledged it's really tough out there. Is this still the same? Or are you seeing signs for some optimism? Thank you, Vicky. It's some, um, you know, the cliches about a week being a long time in politics have never have never seemed more true. And for people who are interested in politics as I am, there's a fascination to that. But the ongoing implosion of, of the UK government, and who knows where it will be at the, at the time that you listen to this, as opposed to when we record this, that ongoing implosion has real-world consequences. We know that um, both for the health and education systems, but also in the lives of you know, speech and language therapists as, as ordinary people. So there's no doubt that alongside the wider political uncertainty, of course, the things that we said just four weeks ago about how tough it is, particularly in the NHS, in terms of working conditions, in terms of expectations of pay, in terms of what people are able to do and the service they're able to deliver and the quality they can come to, all of that remains the case. Now, the Board of Trustees, which obviously is made up of of our CSLT members, discussed this in depth at its recent meeting. And they acknowledged all of it too, because the members of the board are also speech and language therapists. But they also pointed to areas of hope. And they said, look, out there where the profession is being bold, as trustees put it, where people are knocking on the doors, you can get a hearing and you can get through. And the message from the board was be bold. That's tough to do. Um, Things we talked about last month, the national insurance rise. Remember we talked about 36 billion national insurance rise, which was earmarked for NHS recovery and then social care. Liz Truss had said she would cancel it. Labour had opposed it in the first place. Um, Therese Coffey had said it would be made up from general taxation. But now Jeremy Hunt is saying nothing is sacrosanct. So where does that 36 billion stand? Nobody knows. And I'm pretty sure that the government doesn't know either. Around the talk when Jeremy Hunt became Chancellor, a few days ago, as we record, of no department, apart from probably defence, being exempt from what are always called efficiency savings. Health is included in that. They're specifically talking about 2% 
and they're specifically talking about it affecting public sector pay. So we can see where those tough times are going to continue. I wanted, though, just to, to mention to the beginnings of Labour's position for government, because there's a lot of talk now about the possibility of Labour taking over. I was at the Labour Party conference. It was actually Rachel Reeves, the shadow chancellor, who in her speech talked about areas, you know, the, the traditional list of we will have 10,000 more this and 5,000 more that. She talked about health visitors. She talked about district nurses. It was a bit more nuanced. It was a They'd obviously looked and said, this profession needs help with placements. This profession needs help with pre-reg. This profession needs more raw numbers. So it was a more nuanced approach, but it didn't mention allied health professionals. And obviously we're now going to go in alongside other allied health professionals as a matter of urgency and talk to the Labour front bench. The thing that both Therese Coffey and Wes Streeting have in common, possibly the only thing, is a big focus on patient voice and a big focus on what patients are saying as being a driver for the kind of health service they'll want to see. We know, of course, that patients can think in quite traditional terms. Um, both Therese Coffey and West Streeting said, what people say to them is, I want to see the doctor and I want to see him today. And if that's the driver we need to think, okay, how are we going to adjust our messages to make sure that we're congruent? Thank you, Derek. Very interesting, as, as always. Now I'm going to move on to Cara. Cara, thank you for um, guest starring today. I wonder if you can tell us about the new Horizon Member Profile Project, please, and why it's so important. Sure. So it's been a long-held ambition of RCSLT to better understand the profession, We know anecdotally through our member networks where members work and where some of the pinch points are and obviously the conversations we're having in our engagement work, we get a good idea of some of the the challenges facing the profession. And we also have a good idea of the demographic makeup of SLTs, but we don't have the data and hard evidence to back that up. So what we want to do is build a picture of membership across the UK so that we can better support the profession. So the Horizon project that we've launched Um, is going to be absolutely critical in giving us the intelligence to enable us to do um, a multitude of things. Uh, So firstly, we really want it to enable us to help us to drive forward our ambitions for an equal, diverse and inclusive profession. It's going to really help inform and strengthen our policy and influencing work to improve improve the things for members and for service users. So lots of the things that Derek talks about regularly on the podcast, this will just give us an even stronger evidence base to really influence um, some of the uh, decision makers and government and so forth. And we'll be able to share some of this information back with members, some of this data, so that you can use it to um, develop business cases and to um, help make a case for funding and for additional resources because we'll have that that um, that intelligence and that information for you. And it will help us prioritise our work um, based on member needs and experiences. So really targeting the areas where members need most support and um, the, the issues that, are, that they're facing. And it will um, mean that we can deliver on many of the ambitions of our five-year um, vision 
which is available on our website so you can see some of the things that we're looking to do around that. And finally, and uh, really importantly, it will mean that we can target communications and information a lot better uh, to the right members. So we're not bombarding you with lots of information that you're not interested in or you don't need to know about so that we could just be a bit more slick in terms of our, our operations. So lots lots of um, really good projects that this will, will help to, to support so we can just get a better picture of the profession. Great, that sounds fantastic. So what do members need to do to make this happen? So very straightforward. They need to log on, get onto the website. It takes about 10 minutes to complete the form and it just asks some questions about your career um, and who you are, where you work. And we want to hear from all members. So whether you're a student at the start of your career or you're a retired member, whether you live in Shetland the South, or Southampton, we need to know about you. And we're asking members to do this by the 4th of November so that we can crunch the numbers and compile some of the intelligence uh, by the end of the year. And the greater the number of completed profiles we get, the better the data set, basically. So um, it isn't a one-off exercise, though. So you will be able to continuously update your profile, you know, as you change jobs, as you get different qualifications, or you maybe change membership status. But we're just doing a big push initially just to get as much intelligence and data as we can. But yeah, hopefully it'll be pretty straightforward and there's a new member dashboard as well to help you sort of navigate some around some of the member areas as well. So yeah, get online and you'll see all the information available there. Great, thank you. Okay, I'm going to go over to Derek now. Derek, what else is on your radar at the moment? Thanks again. Well, the first thing to say is that the the the, the member database that, that Cara was talking about, the the Horizon member profile is absolutely on my radar. And for anyone who listens to this podcast because you're interested in our work in influencing and political lobbying, getting the maximum take-up of Project Horizon member profile is absolutely critical to our work. There is no robust data set about the SLT workforce out there, which is why we need to create one for ourselves. And it's only going to work and have credibility with high percentages filling in. So if you're concerned about the influencing and the impact of the profession, please fill in the profile and get everyone you know to do likewise, because it really, really matters. A couple of other things I just wanted to mention today. We've had a big win on children's work in Scotland. So in Scotland, the health budget has been protected more or less for a long time. Um, The local government budget has been really hammered down the years. And that's had big implications for children's speech and language therapy. Now, we've, we've been working in the background for a number of years around this and really pleased Scottish Government have now publicly announced a commitment to investing in a programme of work to support early intervention in speech and language. So well done to the Scotland team and we're delighted to see that finally come to fruition. I wanted to mention rehab actually, the other end of things, at Westminster. Uh, I was at a parliamentary roundtable this week around community rehab and the public accounts committee which is a very powerful parliamentary committee is looking into rehab and that's a sign if the public accounts committee looks at something it's a sign that they think there's a problem so we along with the community rehabilitation alliance that we work with are putting in evidence to that inquiry this links to the ongoing rollout of integrated care systems in england Um, and the fact that there is not specific guidance around rehab, even though that was promised by the government in the passage of the Act. 
another couple of things around ICSs. Members are now starting to approach us who are embedded in integrated care boards. And we know it's an alphabet soup, but the ICB is what's taken over the commissioning power. So that really is the critical body. Thank you to those speech and language therapists embedded in ICBs who are now talking to us about what they're doing locally. Please do get in touch if that's you. In the context of those discussions, an issue that has come up is areas that were formerly specialist commissioned by NHS England, um, and when and how those get devolved down to ICSs. It transpires that these are in three pots. Some are going to be devolved down from next April, some are going to be devolved down in the longer term, and some are going to stay centrally nationally commissioned. And there's a document which, um, which indicates which specialism is in which camp. So if that's of, of an interest to you, I've had colleagues contact me around AAC, for example, which is in the, the middle pot, the, the might be devolved later one. The very last thing I wanted to mention was, uh, I talked last month about Therese Coffey, the, 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 the new Secretary of State for Health, and the indications that she wasn't strongly of the view that public health measures were a thing. Um, I think we've had confirmation of that with briefing that a long-awaited white paper on health inequalities is now just not going to be published. The the briefing from 10 Downing Street described it as dead in the water, and that's a pretty clear message about where the new government sees health inequalities fitting. Thank you, Derek. And uh, Moving back to Cara now, um, is there anything else you think the listeners might want to hear about? Um, sure. Yeah, I was just going to mention a couple of events that we've got coming up in the next uh, couple of months. Um, so we've got a lunchtime webinar on the Thursday, the 3rd of November on health inequalities, and that's open to members and non-members. Um, we're also delighted to be hosting the annual Stephen Hawking lecture with the Motor Neuron Disease Association, and that's on the 16th of November at 6pm. Again, that's open to all members and the speaker is Professor Stephen Block. And he'll be talking about communications in MND and how we can have better conversations. So do check that out. And finally, we will be opening booking shortly for our annual online student event. So that's uh, student members and that's taking place on the 7th of December. So look out for more details on our website. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, just to summarise then, if you are a member of the RCST, do look out for communications about the new Horizon Member Profile Project and fill in, your, um, fill in your profile as soon as you can and encourage other members to do the same. I'll also be including a link to the events that Cara mentioned um, in the show notes so you can find out more about those. And I look forward to seeing you again in the middle of November. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>